0: From our 901 Mission Street studios, you are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle.
1: Welcome to the Datebook Podcast. i Dean Vaziri and ready to go as we're recording this, ready to go to Metallica. First show at the Chase Center. Yes. What's your state of mind?
0: I'm excited, Uh, you know, it's great to have a venue in the city, a venue of this size, and um, yeah, I'm just, you know, I have a little anxiety about getting there, but I'm sure it'll all work out. Um, I plan on recreating your 49 mile (laughs) tour by getting to the Chase Center.
1: Well, thank you for promoting that. Well, I'm excited to talk about this. I'm going to get a little bit deeper into your anxieties in this episode. And we're bringing Mari Car Mendoza on because she's seen the Chase Center and uh, has been inside. So I'm thinking between the three of us, we can really get an idea of what this building is, where it's going to fit into San Francisco, and also um, just like, you know, what's coming up. So you ready for that? I'm ready. Yeah, let's talk. All right, Ideen. Mari Carr Mendoza, Ideen Vaziri here with Peter Hartlob, Datebook Podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Datebook podcast. Senior digital A and E editor Mari Car Mendoza. Hello. And pop music critic Idine Vaziri. Hi there. And as we're recording this, uh, we're like twenty four hours away from a new Chase Center. Let's start with what's happening tomorrow and how that happened. We've got Metallica with uh, the symphony.
0: Right. And um, they didn't know this when they uh, when they planned this show, but it's turns out it's the 20th anniversary of Metallica playing with the symphony the first time. Metallica had been asked to play the opening concert at the Chase Center and someone in their organization are like, well, let's make this special. Uh, what's what do we have? Oh, it's the twentieth anniversary of our concert with the uh, symphony. So
1: that was the S and M concert. Yes, <laughs> I, I own the CD. The <laughs> That's how old. I
0: black am. leather meets black tie. <laughs> yeah, that was the lead in the <laughs> in the chronicle. Uh, yeah. And uh, so they got together with the symphony just to you know make it a truly uh, San Francisco event. And um, so they've been rehearsing at the Cow Palace for the past. However long uh, they completely recreated the Chase Center stage inside the Cow Palace, so they have a feel for for this venue because it's brand new and they just finished uh, making it. So it should be interesting.
2: I'm really excited because, um, without too many spoilers, I know that it's going to be different than before. Um, if anybody hasn't already, you should read the story that Idine did with Edwin. Um, the conductor who's... Edwin Outwater. Yeah. yeah, he's... He, it's so funny because he got really into... I know he said he was kind of into the music anyway, but he got really into metal in just the last year or whatever it, it's been.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought that original album that they put together... Um, you know, I don't listen to it all the time, but it's kind of a nice fit. I, I always defended my Metallica love when I was younger to my parents that, like, hey, it's like made in movements, like classical music. So when they came together, it seemed like a good fit. It also seems like a good way to open the Chase Center. Um, I think one way would be kind of the London breed Beyonce love, like to just get the biggest artist on the planet there. Another way is to get this local thing that has local connections. I thought it was a good day one way to start this thing off
0: absolutely and mm-hmm. one of the drawbacks with that first concert was metallica's so loud they just like steamrolled over the symphony and uh having talked to both edwin atwater who'll be conducting 95 percent of this show and um Uh, Lars Ulrich, the drummer for Metallica, the loudest member of Metallica. (laughs) Uh, They've really made an effort to work together this time. And it's, you know, it's going to be equal parts Metallica, equal parts symphony. So I think it's going to be, you know, a pretty cool show.
1: Yeah. So they've nailed the first day. I mean, we haven't seen the show, but just in terms of scheduling. What do you think about the first month? Because I remember seeing... That first day and saying okay that that's great and then some other names showed up and I'm like oh 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 uh,
2: yeah there was a lot of backlash about how male and white that first announcement was yeah um but they've kind of made up for it I think in the in the next few in in like the waves of announcements that they have been putting out I mean Oprah is coming to Chase did you hear about that <laughs> I did not hear about that <laughs> yeah. so
0: yeah. So we, uh, when we say, you know, the the initial announcement, it, it was Dave Matthews. It was Eric Clapton. It was Mumford and Sons. John Mayer. I mean, you, there's a, Phil a there's Collins. a different yeah. <laughs> Phil Collins, Eric yeah. Clapton, Elton John. So a clear thread there. And, I, you know, I don't want to come down on uh, Chase Center too hard for that because it takes a lot to fill an arena now. I mean, uh clearly there are the Beyonce's of the world out there and mostly they're playing stadiums, uh, but it's not easy competing with all the festivals happening and all the other shows. So it, it was not the best like opening, uh, opening lineup, but you know, it, it, it speaks a little bit about where music pop music is right now too.
1: Well, I see chance the rapper is coming September 14th, which is, you know, right after Elton John, if they had announced that like second or third, I don't even know if we would have been having the conversation. Right. right. Yeah.
2: And um, they announced, isn't Cher coming?
1: Jan- I
0: mean, Janet Jackson, yeah, Cher. Yeah, if they um, had
2: just kind of sprinkled that in. But I do understand, like you said, scheduling is an issue. So they may not have been able to n- nail those dates down at the time of the announcement. Yep. I do
1: get that putting you on the spot and I, I didn't ask ahead of time, but is there one or two that you're particularly excited about just
0: looking at the whole schedule? Um, I'm, I'm excited for Ariana Grande, <laughs> 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 which, you know, I th- I, I'm i a sucker for pop music and she's coming in December and I know I missed her when she played at SAP Center down in San Jose. And I, I you know, I'm a fan and I think it's gonna be a, a good good show to see at the, at this new arena which apparently is smaller so I haven't been because I didn't want any spoilers I want to walk in tomorrow night and have that fresh arena smell like <laughs> the or, doors open smell. and I walk in and you know I want to experience it all when I see Metallica and the symphony but kart has been in there and uh, she's you said that it was actually f- feels a lot oh, more intimate. Oh, it was intimate.
2: amazing walking in. One, it's like really, really stark white, so it kind of makes you feel like you're walking into a museum. The the architecture is really beautiful. I I actually standing outside of it, I'm like, am I in a rendering? Because <laughs> it looked exactly like they had been showing you in the photos. Um, but yeah, going inside, I was like, wow, this is so intimate. It, and and in fact, it does have a thousand five hundred and 32 seats fewer than Oracle. Mm. And so I feel like anywhere you're sitting, you have a pretty amazing view of the stage. Then they have this ginormous screen. It literally looks like you could put it over a house, like it could house (laughs) people.
1: Um, like like a termite tent <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, if, like yeah it's like a circus tent that you could just put over a house I mean it, it's this huge jumbo screen that looks really
1: awesome and, and that's so. that's compared I mean I've been to um, first of all uh, you know the the old Warriors arena um, Oracle arena I mean it's a television shaped little thing that you couldn't see anything on SAP Um, Really, you know, if you have a cheap seat, you're relying on the fact that someone brought in a big video screen or something. This seems like it's a little bit different. How how would you compare it to Kart? You've seen a lot of SAP Center shows, I know.
2: Yeah, no. Well, and again, I don't even know how much they're going to employ this jumbo screen outside of, like, their games. I'm assuming they're going to use them for some of the shows. But you can – so there are these huge screens – you know, out front, but there's also screens inside this sucker. So, like, if you're below, um, like, on the floor somehow and looking up, you could still see stuff inside of it. I don't know. It's kind of amazing. I wish I had, like, the technical words for this, but you have to see it for yourself. It's huge.
1: Yeah. Now, I used the word cheap seats, and I got to ask, and Marikar, you've been there. Um, do cheap seats still exist, or is this much more of a kind of a you know luxury box club level a lot more of that kind of experience
2: it's definitely the latter i mean i don't have like the range of tickets that right off the top of my head for the events that they're having but certainly going through the tour um it definitely felt like wow there's a bunch of vip lounges where can regular people sit and um there are certainly Those areas, the seats are really comfy. That's nice. Um, And then they have this Modelo Cantina, that apparently regular people can get into, but you have to make a reservation. Apparently, (laughs) Um, so that'll be interesting. I don't know how Open Table is going to manage that or whatever. Whoever's going to be managing those reservations, but even in that area, again, for like the general public, it seems like pretty VIP.
0: Yeah, Peter and I were uh, looking at ticket prices uh shortly before we we sat down here and uh i think uh, i i naturally assumed that everything was going to be over 200 just because it's they need to pay for this beautiful building that they built but uh he found some Bon Iver tickets for $25. $25 to yeah. see Bon Iver
1: at the Chase Center. <laughs> I mean, if you just want to see the Chase Center, you, you could just bring headphones and listen to something else. <laughs> yeah. and, um, no, and and I saw there are a few like $50, $60 tickets. So, you know, that exists there. Um, yeah, so I, I I don't know. It's I'm sure it's not going to be cheap. But I, I had asked earlier, you know, what are you looking forward to? One thing. I don't know that I'm personally looking forward to it, but I was really happy to see WWE Monday Night Raw there because I didn't know if there was going to be space for that kind of thing. And they don't really do that at the Cow Palace anymore. That's kind of like a SAP Center Levi's type of thing when WWE comes. It tells me that like Chase Center is going to do a lot of different stuff. It's not just going to be, again not really fair that first week when it was a bunch of white guys coming in. It was like, okay, well, there's going to be some different stuff here, too. Yeah. Oprah, you said. Yeah, <laughs> Oprah,
2: for sure. Um, no, I, I do get a sense that they're going to really try to make this a community center. Yeah. I mean, not a community center in the sense of, like, the YMCA, but in the sense that they're going to want people to come there for to look at the art. I mean, Sam Whiting did a really fun piece where he took a tour with rick welts and talked about all the art that you can see inside and out um, thrive city is promising to be a pretty cool retail spot and just sitting outside of chase center we're looking out at the water i mean you can have a really cool picnic there for real cheap yeah. <laughs> if you wanted so i feel like it'll be a nice spot for people without having to you know overly dip in your savings a, a good hang
0: yeah a good yeah hang. And a lot of the initial bookings are kind of like encore performances. Elton John is on his final tour, which was at Oracle earlier this year. Uh, bon Iver played Outside Lands. Um, I believe it was not not this year, but the previous year. Janet Jackson also played Outside Lands. Mumford and Sons just played Bottle Rock. So out of, you know out of the gates, it's it's a lot of bands just coming back through the Bay Area on victory laps of tours, but. I think, you know, going into the next year, the schedule is going to get better and more uh, diverse and more dynamic. So you mentioned
1: anxieties, Aideen. Um Give me your number number one and number
0: two. Well, th- number one, <laughs> and it's not just me, but this was like London. I remember when they first announced this, this was like from London breed on down. This is like the major anxiety for everyone is just getting there because it is you know, all the way up on the Eastern edge of San Francisco. And there's only, you know, like two or three streets kind of going in that direction. And uh, they're not the most accommodating streets. So, you know, I don't think driving is going to be the best idea. Um, there, There's a lot of public transportation that goes that way. Hopefully Muni steps up um, because, you know, anyone who went to outside lands can tell you that, they did not do the best job managing those crowds um, this year. So, uh, it's I think just getting there is going to be kind of a source of anxiety for people, um, especially you know if you've had to endure the three-hour traffic jams getting into Levi's Stadium, you might get some flashbacks like trying to.
1: I, I just have to think that you personally, and and we've discussed this. I think we've all discussed this. Like we have all of our little tricks on getting in and out of these different stadiums and um, where to park, how to do it. You, you've kind of got your patterns. I have think it's probably gonna be a little bit unnerving for you tomorrow just not knowing and having to discover on the fly when you know, as a Chronicle Datebook team member, immediacy has become very important for us and you've got to file. How and where are you going to file this story? <laughs> I have a suggestion.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, I've... I'm going to get you in trouble. I, <laughs> know. I know, I'm going to be editing a story. Yeah. But the there's an awesome media room, actually, hmm. that we were able to check out and uh the food is for is free there <laughs> in case you're hungry while you're filing, but no, I mean they do. They're pretty accommodating with the media there. Can so I, if you wanted to, you could do it there and wait it
0: out. Here's here's my not usual uh, protocol for not not just Chase Center, but when yeah. I go to a stadium show, I uh, or an arena show. I'm like, I you know get get there, try to get some version of the set list. Um, as soon as the encore hits, I start inching toward the nearest exit and I stand there and I make sure I have a sight line to the stage and at one foot like propping the door open <laughs> and the minute the last note hits or the guy's like thank you San Francisco I'm in a full uh yeah sprint to my car or the bus or whatever you know whatever way I'm going to get out of there um and uh I and then yeah and then that time to get home is when it all processes in my head and then I I I'm the same way
1: I mean I remember when set lists started showing up on the internet and but I also remember there've been a couple times where because you you got to be there when the last note plays because you don't know and I remember there was a U2 show at Levi's where I had the set list. it had been the same in like every city small tweaks but the encore was the same you know I'm got a foot out the door and a beautiful day and then at the end he's like And I just want to thank Mark Benioff. And then he starts just like going into this big thing about Silicon Valley and all of these different people. And I'm like rapidly scrambling down names while everyone else is leaving because they didn't want to hear Bono thanking, you know. (laughs) whatever Bechtel, you know uh heiress uh, um he was thanking and and i just had to watch everybody go by me but i'm like writing down these names so yeah uh, and I, I think i filed that one pretty late
0: and clearly for tomorrow night there's not going to be a i mean there might be a set list but it's the one-time thing that they're doing you know metallica and the symphony so yeah. it's yeah it's i ha- i'll have to figure it out because i I, cl- I don't have a clue going yeah. into it i don't have any strategy
2: yeah, I looked it up, and it's about thirty-minute walk or so, maybe with some change, from from the Chronicle to Chase Center. Um, you know,
0: yeah. <laughs> I'll that. be filing around four a.m. tomorrow <laughs> night.
1: <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you, Mari Carr, where Chase Center fits in in the big picture, because we have all these festivals now. Um, I, I think that the potential for that scene is, if anything, growing. Um, we still have Oracle and SAP Center, and this is around the same size. I want to know where you think this fits in in terms of just Bay Area entertainment as a whole and how you think it's going to affect the other places. Are we going to see a lot of changes at SAP Center and Oracle, in your opinion?
2: Wow, that's quite a That was a lot. Sorry, that's no. a whole episode <laughs> I just dropped on you. I think actually this is going to allow Oracle to do some really interesting things. I think if they're smart about it they could still really book some interesting um like hip-hop underground cool stuff like you know and they're still hosting rolling loud which they couldn't do at chase center um i think chase center is gonna gosh it's i don't know i don't know if i want to predict actually because it's so early yet but it is going to change the landscape i do think
0: by the way, it's no longer Oracle Arena, it's Oakland Arena. Oh, I don't know if you knew okay. that. Whoa, well, wait, I didn't know that. Yeah. When did that They happen? changed the name uh, two days ago. Oh, jeez. Very recently.
2: I, I hope. I can't keep up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hope that what happens to Oracle, and this is gonna sound like an insult but it's not, is what happened to the Cow Palace when SAP and um, Oracle showed up. You want um, to
0: host the Dickens Fair? <laughs> yeah i mean
1: (laughs) filling it's i don't want them to host the dickens fair but what i want them to do is fill some holes that aren't being met in some other places yeah so So a minor league hockey team that was fun for a couple of years the dickens fair is fun i heard you say it (laughs) i love the dickens fair Fair. (laughs) um you know i i actually wish the cow palace would do more i wish i wish there we could still see more concerts there but we're going to see a certain kind of act and maybe it's going to be, they're going to get first pick or I don't know what at chase center, but that doesn't mean that like Oracle can't get its own identity. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to look forward to, I hopefully for years to come seeing the Harlem Globetrotters at Oracle, or maybe, you know, you can't fit monster trucks in there, but you know, maybe you can, do some and motor they motor still props. have
0: kiss and iron maiden on the schedule so it might just be like the the metal head venue. Awesome. Yeah. metal heads. oh
2: but also edm they have plenty oh, of edm oh there. and they
0: have uh what danzig playing uh it's uh it's the the danzig uh is it like the chromags it's like this wow. total like 80s punk show at oracle arena <laughs>
1: Well, I just think, I mean, there are certain comedy shows like The Kings of Comedy, that type of show maybe isn't going to be playing at Chase Center, but maybe Oracle can kind of find its own identity and a new, different identity, and maybe this just all works out.
2: Speaking of comedians, actually, this just reminded me. Joe Coy is going to be doing, he's going to be the first comedian at Chase Center, which is amazing. He's a Filipino-American who is going to draw a really diverse crowd. I'm actually
1: super stoked you for that. Brought him in the Chronicle, right? Yeah, he <laughs> did that Facebook
2: that. Live, which was absolutely hilarious. He did a yeah. shout out to my mom, <laughs> mm. but um, I'm super stoked for that.
1: What's he coming in for?
2: He's doing uh, his tour. His next tour is going to be coming through town, and he he usually does like the improv. And i mean, he might actually still be stopping in in the clubs, but I mean, this is going to be a huge show for him. Yeah, on that tour.
1: Marikar, when you toured the center, how much did you look around outside, and, and did you have impressions just in what they're building and, and what that's going to become?
2: Yeah, no, um, gosh, like I said, it it would be a really awesome place to just kind of get a, you know, find yourself a seat at a bench and look over the water. Um, I tweeted you about how, man, I could see, like, Godzilla coming through here in a movie, yeah. you know, an upcoming movie. Um and then the retail spaces it actually reminded me of when Santana Row first opened. I I worked at Santana Row when I was younger. What was your I, job? I was, I worked for the Urban Outfitters oh, when they nice. opened cuz it was like the first Urban Outfitters or something <laughs> in the area. But um it kind of reminded me of that like, you know, that high-end retail thing. They did they were just putting like the last finishing touches on the um on the new Warriors store, which by the way is they told me the square footage and I don't remember it other than that. It was almost, it's like the size of the house I grew up in. So, um, but yeah, the retail spots look really pretty. I mean, it's, there's definitely like this high end feel that you get.
0: If they wanted to be truly authentic to the neighborhood, they would have rebuilt the Esprit outlet. Right there. Oh, yeah. There we <laughs> go. I
2: love this Esprit outlet. I still have an amazing jacket from the like last final sales from the Esprit outlet.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I th- the other thing I want, in addition to the Esprit outlet, is um, uh, ferry service. Oh, I yeah. love having ferry as as an East Bay resident who's a fan oh, of yeah. San Francisco teams, being able to take the ferry into AT and T Park is fantastic. And it's also going to reduce, I mean, you know, that's a few thousand people over a couple of ferries that, yeah. that, uh, you're going to be able to reduce some of the traffic too. Um,
0: it, what was interesting for me when I, like I said, I haven't been inside, but I did want to drive by and just kind of scope the, the, uh, the surroundings. So I did that. And then I was driving back along 16th street and i Drove by bottom of the hill, and I know we have this recurring theme of like the up house. Yeah, and bottom of the hill is still there unchanged, and all these all these new buildings are up around it. And what I realized was that you know, which all the times I've gone there at night, I never realized was bottom of the hill is basically a nightclub built into a garage of a Victorian <laughs> apartment building. <laughs> And uh, it was just great to see it there. You know, if you don't want to pay the $600 to see Elton John, you could pay $6 to see, like, eight amazing bands just down yeah. the street.
1: Uh, well, God bless Bottom of the Hill. Let's do an entire episode looking yes, at their future sure. calendar. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: that's chapel, a really, yeah, Ivy Yeah, that's really people,
2: interesting comparisons because yeah. they're both, like, starkly different. Pe- and wow. People
0: who get discouraged trying to, like, get fight through the traffic to the chase center can just pull over park in Potrero Hill and walk over to bottom of the hill (laughs) and still see live music.
1: (laughs) Well, that's an excellent segue. Um, because, uh, the Chronicle covers both the chase center and bottom of the hill. So, um, please, uh, subscribe to the Chronicle and, uh, Thank you both for coming. I consider this just the beginning because, Idine, we're going to be reading your coverage from this place. Marikar, you've got a lot ahead of you getting bodies there. And I know you love to go to concerts and you're going to be there, too.
2: And games. Oh, my gosh. I'm already talking to a friend of mine who has season <laughs> tickets and I'm trying to negotiate, like, how many of them I can take off his hands. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I'm, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to afford to go to games, but I'm going to go to the Al Adels Classic and watch some of the college teams play. That's coming up there, too. So um, good luck tomorrow night, Ideen. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, thanks to you both for coming on, and uh, thanks for listening. You are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Thank you, Idine Vaziri and Mari Mendoza. Our producer today is me, Peter Hartlob. Supervising producer is King Kaufman. Executive producer is Tim O'Rourke. And our editor-in-chief is Audrey Cooper. Music is Midnight Special by Ease Jammy Jams. Read our columns and subscribe to the Chronicle at www.sfchronicle.com. Chronicle podcasts are on Apple Podcasts and other streaming services. Listen at www.sfchronicle.com slash podcasts with an S.